0: Doug Kelly, yeah, Doug Kelly, Doug Kelly, Doug Kelly, Doug Kelly, yeah, crack up the radio. Let's roll America, there's a job to be done. Are you guys as excited as I am? Let's roll America, there's a battle to be won. I want to welcome you to rehabilitation. Let's roll America, get too young. This is where I stay tuned to find out what's
1: happening. Now here's Doug.
2: All right. Thank you for joining us uh, on the uh, program this morning at iDoug Radio and also at Blog Talk Radio. Good to be with you this morning uh, here at uh, nine o'clock on this uh, Tuesday edition of our uh, program. Uh, We have been doing these, as you know, for a little while, and uh, we're kind of getting some good response, you can always dial in and talk with us, too, at 646-716-9091. If you'd like to be on the uh, the program today, you certainly can uh, talk with us here. We're live at iDug Radio and also at Blog Talk Radio today. This will also be archived at Blog Talk Radio. Well, what are the uh, the top stories out there? Hillary Clinton will be testifying this week uh, before the, um, the, U, uh, the House of Representatives, uh, Representative Trade Gowdy's committee, and uh, what's going to come of that? We're going to talk to uh, Doug Graham, who's with us, uh, former speechwriter of the Bush administration. He's been kind enough to come on with us here. And uh, he uh, was a speechwriter for the Secretary of Labor Cabinet position during the, the Bush administration to get his thoughts. What's going to come out of this, if anything? Or is this going to be a, just another dud? Uh, you know, will Hillary get uh, get away with what she has in the past? We'll see what Doug has to say about it, but Hillary Clinton testifying is going to be center stage. Pop the popcorn and such uh, this week. Doug, uh, good to hear from you this uh, this morning. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well.
2: What do you think? Uh, is this going to be another dud, or what um, is going to happen this week? Uh,
3: I wouldn't get my hopes up too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fact that the media is is hyping it, I think, is evidence that they think she's going to s- just basically stonewall and you're going to have uh democrats in the party uh just boring the boring everybody to tears with their blame and pathetic defenses of her criminality <laughs> and and then and then the the republicans unfortunately some of them will be falling all over themselves to show that uh you know they like Hillary and they respect her and they they like women and and, and never get to the nub. I it, part of this thing with Benghazi and the emails and all this stuff is the fact that none of them are going after her for, for what I think would be the thing most people would get is the fact that she was raising money for her family slush fund, or as they call it, the Clinton Foundation, uh, you know, from the office of the Secretary of State. And that alone should be criminally actionable because it's just not done. You know, the, the government she was taking money from, that would be the equivalent of the police chief of Chicago uh, getting money for the policeman's ball from al Capone and and i I'm not sure the Republicans are up to the job going after I think Trey Gowdy does a good job but but a lot of the Republicans are wasting everybody's time uh you know by not going you know, basically going for the throat in this thing,
2: yeah, Doug, you know I was on with uh, Jimmy Lakey in uh, Colorado just a little, just a few minutes ago. And he said, "Well, what's going to come out of this? What, what could come out of it?" And you know, I've got a lot of questions. Where was Barack Obama those seven hours while this uh, this consulate was under attack? Why was Hillary Clinton not in correspondence, uh, you know, or close contact or communication with Obama? Uh, why did no one come to the the aid of the uh, the people in Benghazi? Why, you know, why? Where was the stand down order? Uh, who gave that exactly for the uh, the CIA annex not to come and help those at the consulate? Uh, wh- why blame? You know, for 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 almost a month or so, blame a video for what happened. These are a lot of questions. And uh, do you think that Trey Gowdy's got anything in these emails that have been obtained uh, from her private server that uh, that might you know uh, come out in the questioning here?
3: I mean, I hope he does. Um, but you know, I mean, part of it is just why did you why did you stand by the coffin of Ambassador Stevens and lie through your teeth about why uh, the cause of this attack? Why did you uh? Why did you do nothing? And then when she you know, and, and say then who who received the message and who made the decision not to help and 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 then demand that information? There should be a FOIA out for that. Uh, that should have been uh, you know basically a subpoena for that information. Uh, you know, the, the fact is is that you know again she you know, I I would ask her if I were one of the Republicans. You know in your campaign ad against Obama, you said what happens when that three o'clock call comes. Well, what? Apparently, nothing. And so, why did you leave these people to fight and die for seven you know, grueling, you know, terrifying hours? And of course, you'd have nothing to say. And it might be, well, what difference does it make? And of course, the mainstream media is hoping that they, could, you know, that at the end of all this, they can then say, well, gee, there were hearings and nothing came out of it. It's old news now. Let's move on because the media has decided uh, that no Democrat's going to really challenge Hillary. And you know, I mean, although. Bernie Sanders is causing her great problems, but but you know, she she is the establishment Democrat choice, and she's the establishment media choice.
2: Yeah, I think and, you're and right. So they're going
3: to do everything they can to protect her.
2: I think you're right, Doug. This this whole thing about I mean, why get your hopes up about this committee when none others uh, you know have have really done anything? But of course, they were more controlled, I think, than this one, right? And the email scandal came out of this uh, committee's investigation. You figure that they some information like uh, we saw that was leaked over the weekend that a, a sensitive memo from the Bush uh, administration was part of the correspondence in these emails, um, and that was uh, that was put forward there. That sensitive information that should never have come out. So uh, there there may be many other things in there that have not uh, been leaked, right? That uh, that would be likely to to shed some light on. I mean, they had to be doing something. While this Benghazi attack was underway, I mean, they couldn't. What were they doing? Uh, these emails have to tell something, don't they?
3: Well, they they apparently were doing something. They they were creating the a fictitious cause of the attack. So that so they were talking about that rather than talking about what can we do to save the lives of these guys, and and that's the problem and uh, i you know some people in the military say that nothing could be done other people said yes something could have been done i certainly think you could have flown uh supersonic jets from italy they would have gotten there in an hour you know, if they were buzzing down there and just simply a low flying strafing run would have done wonders but but our you know obama did nothing and hillary did nothing and and so they're obviously you know, sort of stonewalling on this and the Republicans have to keep hammering on it. I mean, if I were the Republicans, some of the people I would have invited to this testimony, parents of the guys who fought and died.
2: Yeah, exactly. Let so, her, uh, let the her Republicans that have that, to learn
3: how yeah. to do theater as well as the Democrats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, the Republicans don't do the theater uh, aspect of it as well. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it it it's just uh, – it, it's amazing that she hasn't really been challenged on this. I guess it's part of the media, right? Uh, you know, Jimmy, he calls the media the prostitutes, uh, which is probably an appropriate name uh, for the national news media. What is it? Rush calls him the drive-by media or something like that. It's, they, yeah. they never challenged uh, Hillary Clinton on any of this, right? I mean, can you imagine uh, a Republican Secretary of State being never being challenged on exactly what happened while one of our installations was under attack or, or being attacked and people died? I, I can't imagine the media being so silent.
3: Well, just just imagine if, let's say, uh, Schultz, it, when he was the Secretary of State, if he'd been collecting money from the Saudis and from everybody else for his family foundation, which, by the way, gave a pittance to the actual helping people, and most of it went in payment to, like, Chelsea and company. Uh, You just imagine if he were fundraising out of the the secretary of state's office, the Democrats would just be screaming about that. And and the fact is, Republicans need to be hitting on that, not just Benghazi, not just on the emails, but the fact that she was illegally fundraising while she was the secretary of state. The the secretary of state means that our foreign policy was up for the highest bidder.
2: That's another, another good point. Uh, Do you think Obama, in that 60 Minutes interview, was trying to sort of influence the FBI's investigation about uh, the email scandal? I mean, obviously, anything that went across that server should not have gone across the server, right? It doesn't even have to be classified. It appears that some of it was, but um, it doesn't even have to be uh, if it's hacked into by the, the Russians or the Chinese or somebody.
3: It should have never been done because the, the rules of the State Department are you don't conduct private business over a private server. End of discussion. If anybody else in the State Department, and I know people in, in the State Department, I know people in you know, other places where you have secure clearances, if any individual had done that, they would be in jail. They would have been fired and they'd be in jail. And the fact is that the State Department rules themselves said you don't do that. And, and everybody wants to sort of get around and minutiae, well maybe there wasn't secure stuff. It doesn't matter. You're not supposed to do it. End yeah, of
2: discussion. I mean, right, right, but it's not a, it, to me it's not about a rule violation for archiving, you know, national archives. It's it's because of the the reason the rule's in place is because uh you don't want foreign governments to get anything. For example, you don't even uh, want them to get any of these memos that Uh, Like that Bush uh, Iraq memo. You know, you don't want foreign governments, uh, you know, getting a hold of that. It can embarrass one government versus another. It's how we're dealing uh, with foreign governments, deals that we're making, perhaps that we want to keep secret, right? I mean, the whole. uh, For example, just uh, what about the Iran deal? You know, I guess she wasn't Secretary of State during this, but let's say she had been, and uh, the deals that we're making with Iran, maybe there's no way we'd ever find out about it, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs)
3: not to (laughs) mention. They were starting the Iran deal in those initial talks while she was in office, so she's not blameless in that debacle either. But almost anything the, the Secretary of State is going to be talking about is going to be something you don't want the bad guys to, to, to tap into.
2: Yeah, I, that's and, it. And I, you know, what, I whether I, it's
3: secure or not.
2: That's, that's where I wish the focus, uh, with the, when, when this email scandal comes up and is discussed on any of these shows, I wish that's what the focus would be. It's not about that she had a separate server, and this and that per se it is about the fact that she because of that of having that uh allowed sensitive maybe classified information to be hacked into by foreign governments here i mean that that's the that's the big problem also sure she was being secretive yeah she was probably fundraising like you point out uh for the clinton global foundation and working deals for bill clinton speeches while it's going on that's true and that uh that may be something else she's hiding too i i get it but um still you don't want any of that information out there
3: no you don't and and again that's the reason why the state department has a rule against doing what she did she was punishing subordinates for the same rules she was openly breaking and and that alone is something people ought to get to is a horrible horrible human being and she's a crook and and she she lied at the at the coffin side of a person she claimed was a friend who she did nothing to protect When he was under attack, and then she lied about the cause of it, and she and the president colluded in throwing a guy in jail because he exercised his constitutional right to criticize Islam. Because they were making him the scapegoat for the attack, they did nothing to uh, defend against.
2: Yeah, the thing that gets me is about you. Obviously, the lies afterwards with the video. Uh, Remember, they even uh, they even paid for an advertisement. What was it in Pakistan? Somewhere in the Middle East. uh, saying that we apologize as the United States for this video about Islam, you remember that? Uh, well,
3: yeah, in Pakistan and Egypt, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, you know, that?
3: Because we're we're apologizing for exercising freedom of speech. Uh, I mean, why not? You know, Obama's apologizing for the Crusades, and uh, you know, it's funny he never demands apologies. Let's say for Jihad destroying uh, the Christian city of Constantinople. Or the mass enslavement of Christians, or the killing of Christian uh, minorities, or you know, or kidnapping the, the girls in Nigeria. Uh, all we got out of that was a hashtag: "Bring back our girls from Michelle." And yeah. so, you know, the, the, the Muslim world actually has boundless contempt for Barack Obama because, you know, a, you know, you know, whenever he says this is not Islam, uh, they know he's he's either stupid or lying, and um, and they just laugh at this guy. He, he has no respect. Putin, Putin, by the way, gets respect because even though he's flattened the city of Grozny in Chechnya, which was Muslim, when they, had, you know, in, in uh, you know, as a compensation for uh, Chechen terrorism, they know at least when he says he's going to protect a friend, he goes in and he protects his friends. Obama, on the other hand, makes his friends walk the plank, yeah, and now, this dear- is why the Saudis and the Israelis are worried.
2: Yeah, Doug, look at what's happened in Jerusalem the last what forty-eight hours. And Obama comes out and says, uh, you know, basically it's, it's both sides' fault, right? It's, it's uh, he, he puts a uh, and said there will be no uh, no peace until there's a two state solution. This has nothing to do with a two state solution. And he called it random violence. That was another thing that was, you know, ridiculous too because it's not random violence. It was called for by Hamas.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it's only random if you think. Why do they always stab Jews? It's not as if they accidentally stab a fellow Arab every once in a while. And, uh, I mean, it's the same thing with Charlie Hebdo. He, he didn't stand with the victims. He was making excuses for the attackers. And and, and this is the way – The only for some reason, again, with Trayvon Martin, with Michael Brown, he's always siding against sort of the people normal Americans would support and siding with the criminals. In this case, he sides with the Palestinians.
2: Yeah, he called uh, during that the Charlie Hebdo. Attack where they also went into a, a deli too. Uh, you know, uh, near uh, a near kosher that, deli. Yeah, and he said there's just some deli somewhere. Like right, like it had nothing to do with the fact it was a kosher deli. They went in there looking for Jewish people. No question about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But he would not admit that. That was, uh, yeah. It's a it's an amazing thing. But when he he he's, he equates the violence that's going on in Jerusalem as to to be the fault of both the Israelis and the Palestinians, and that's not the case at all. It's it's about it's Palestinians on Israel violence.
3: Oh yeah, but 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 yeah, it, that's as long as you're if you're, if you're a favored person, it, it's always even Stephen with him. Unless, for instance, if, if if some guy shoots up at church, then suddenly it's the fault of every Southerner who has a Confederate flag. He's happy to assign blame in that. But but then when it comes to uh, you know the situation of Palestinians stabbing Jews for the crime of being Jews, then it's sort of the Jew's fault too. It's it's just uh-huh. appalling.
2: Doug, thank you for taking time out. Appreciate you coming on this morning. My pleasure. You bet. Doug Graham, former speechwriter in the Bush administration for the Secretary of Labor, has also worked for members of the U.S. Senate and Congress. We appreciate him coming on to talk with us for a few minutes uh, this morning. A little bit later in the uh, the program, meanwhile, we're going to have another guest. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, really, the, uh, the election and the debate. The Hillary Clinton is up in the polls on the Democratic side, and that's going to be interesting to to see if Joe Biden gets in. We'll uh, have a guest on to chat about that around 9 35 if you're listening to us live this morning. Uh, Meanwhile, you can always dial in and chat with us on these um, uh, get-togethers at 9 o'clock during the week. Our phone number is 646-716-9091 if you'd like to uh, join in and talk with us. And we'll be back with more here on iDoug Radio and Blog Talk Radio in just a moment.
4: Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family. Do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more.
5: If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. The Morning Drive with Doug Kellett.
2: All right, welcome back. I dug radio and blog talk radio. I'm Doug Kellett. and uh, again, the phone number six four six seven one six nine zero nine one. Email is idugradio at aol dot com, and you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter feed is at idugradio, and Facebook it's facebook dot com backslash idug radio. Some poll numbers for you uh, this morning on the Republican side. NBC Wall Street Journal poll is out this morning, and um, front runner Donald Trump has his highest showing yet. In uh, the NBC poll, Ben Carson running close behind him. Trump is at 25%. And Ben Carson only three points back at 22%. Uh, next in line, Marco Rubio, 13%. Ted Cruz at 9 Jeb Bush is at 8%. And down the line, Carly Fiorina, 7%. And then uh, uh, next, uh, Mike Huckabee, John Kasich at 3 Rand Paul at 2%. Chris Christie has 1%. And then Lindsey Graham, Rick Santorum, George Bataki, Bobby Jindal, and Jim Gilmore each have uh, less than 1%. Also, um, according to this poll now, Trump's support among Republican voters is up from 21% a month ago on the same poll, and Carson is up. And uh, Fear Arena has dropped from 11% now down to uh, 7%. Uh, Carson leads among voters who say they see themselves supporting him. Carson, 74%. Uh, Trump. 59% in that category. Rubio actually has high numbers at 65. Then it's Fiorina, 56, Bush, 51, and Cruz at 48. Carson also has the largest number of people who consider him their second choice. When both first and second choices are combined, Carson beats Trump 44 to 39%. Carson leads among conservative Republicans, where Trump leads among those who are moderate to liberal in the Republican Party, and people who listen to, uh, talk radio, and also Tea Party supporters. Now think about that for a minute. You got Trump leading among moderate to liberal Republicans, generally thought of as the establishment types, and then he's leading with people who listen to talk radio, which is generally considered to be more conservative of the the voting public, and then Tea Party supporters, which also are considered to be (laughs) more of the conservative variety. So Trump is... um, is winning across the board in all those uh, various categories. that That's somewhat interesting in itself. Uh, doesn't seem to be any erosion in his support so far. Now, whether he can increase his support, that obviously remains to be seen. A lot of people don't think he can. They don't think he can get past the 25%, 30%. But that might be enough to win some primaries. Um, in the CNN poll, meanwhile, um, Hillary Clinton is gaining uh, some support. The the word is this week that uh, Joe Biden might actually get into the race. I, I think it was a, I think it was MSNBC that was actually reporting that. And um, but Joe is waiting, and some think he's waiting until uh, Hillary Clinton testifies before the Benghazi hearing this week. If things do not go well for Hillary Clinton, then he'll the, the I guess the <clears throat> the wisdom is he would get into the race. If things do not go, I mean, if things do go well for Hillary, then maybe he would not get in the race. But um, as the longer he waits, of course, the more and stronger, I guess, the Hillary Clinton support has become here. And, um, you know, there's a uh, uh, there's a thought that he had a, an opportunity to get into the the race earlier and sort of um, pass that up and that now would not be as good a time to get in. But he's still considering. And now Hillary Clinton's leading that same in, in uh, NBC Wall Street Journal poll that, that came out this morning. Uh, shows that her lead has increased. She's got uh, 49%. That's up from 42% last month. Uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, who's going to explain to us, by the way, what socialism is all about. <laughs> he has a prepared um, speech coming up to explain to us as if Americans do not understand the difference between capitalism and socialism. And at least until recently, we have always chosen capitalism as our form of economic uh system, but uh, Bernie wants to change all that and wants us to be like Norway and Denmark. But he's going to explain to us because we're not smart enough to know exactly what socialism is, right? Uh, He got uh, 29% in this poll. That's actually down from 35% last month. And um, Joe Biden, who is yet to announce, is at 15%. That's slightly down from 17% a month ago, and he's not even in the race, and he's getting 15%. Uh, According to Newsmax.com, if Vice President Joe Biden decides not to run, Clinton's lead over Sanders would grow from 58 to 33 percent, 10 points wider than last month's poll on the same question. On whether Biden should run for president, the poll says 38 percent would prefer that Biden not run, of Democrats. Uh, 30 percent would like to see Biden run. And 31 percent of Democrats say they have no opinion one way or the other, whether Biden gets in the race or not. Clinton also led Biden among non-white voters, 50 percent to 25 percent. However, despite Clinton's strong performance in the polls, NBC notes that she faces another major test when she will appear for testimony before the House Committee investigating Benghazi on Thursday. Uh, And again, the margin of error is at 4.9 percent. That's really it. Um, Some are saying that Hillary had a great uh, performance on the debate the other night, and certainly it was strong enough compared to the candidates that she was actually on the floor with, right? I mean, it's uh, it was not exactly a strong field. I think most Democrats would agree with that. So you don't have a strong field, and she uh, did better than the other candidates, right? So that's not really a surprise. But in this case, she's going to be among uh, both those who are not really friendly to her and those who are in this uh, representative uh, committee on Benghazi. You're going to have uh, Trey Gowdy, the chairman, and uh, I'm sure he's going to do what he can to, to get the truth out. I don't think he's going to browbeat Hillary Clinton. A lot of people say he needs to be very careful about how he deals with that. Well, maybe so, but um, he needs to get to the. We need to get to the bottom of exactly what happened. And then you're going to have some Democrats like Isaiah, Isaiah Cummings, I think, who has uh, already uh, concluded that there's nothing to any of this. So it's going to be a different environment than she was with the the friendly media and the other candidates who were fairly friendly because they disarmed. When they decided not to talk about Benghazi or the email scandal or any of uh, the problems that the Hillary Clinton has, the, the funds to the global foundation, the Chinese, the Russians taking over our uranium mines in America, none of these things ever came out during the uh, the Democrat debate. In fact, they, they gave her cover on these issues. So there was a, uh, you know, the, maybe some collusion that went on there that we're not going after. Well, if you disarm about the best issues you have, because they're all – from the standpoint of uh, extremely liberal, progressive to socialist that were on the stage, if you disarm the issues you have, uh, then you're not going to have any chance to win. So somehow they came to that conclusion they would not uh, go after. And then Bernie Sanders gave her full cover by saying that uh, the country doesn't want to hear about it or he's tired of it or something of damn emails. Well, that's um, not necessarily true, but that's from the standpoint of Democrats are tired of hearing about it. And uh, he got a standing ovation for saying that, but he gave her cover. That's what I'm talking about. I gave her cover in that regard. And you've got uh, um, the the probably the only time during the campaign where she's actually going to be questioned about these two issues. It's going to come this week with the Benghazi hearing. Otherwise, media's not going to uh, ask her anything. As my buddy Jimmy Lakey calls them, prostitutes, they're not going to ask the question about this. and they, And we're certainly not going to get it from the Democrats on the debate stage because they've already said no. So, and they're not going to be that many Democrat debates anyway. The only, would Joe Biden ask these questions? I doubt it because Joe Biden's part of the administration where all this went on. I mean, he was vice president of the United States. To do so, he would have to uh, sink Barack Obama's uh, role in all this, about the video, uh, being basically um, un- uh, not in non contact for seven hours while Benghazi's under attack. I mean, Joe's right there. So, I don't see how Joe's going to bring it up. So the only time we're really going to get these questions asked are actually going to be um, on Thursday at this uh, this select committee on Benghazi. Otherwise, she's not going to be asked about the email scandal. Well, maybe the FBI does at some point, but we don't really know um, whether that's going to happen or not or how long that's going to take if they do a real thorough investigation about it. But the point I'm making is this is the only opportunity that these questions are ever going to be directed to or at least during the primary. Now. It, it's possible, especially if Donald Trump were to win the Republican side, that these issues would be paramount during the general election. I would imagine if it's some of the other guys on the Republican side, they will disarm just like the Democrats do, because that's generally what we've seen. Mitt Romney didn't go after <laughs> Barack Obama about Benghazi when Benghazi had just happened and uh, and kind of laid off. He, he laid off about uh, so many issues kept talking about how, what a good guy Barack Obama is rather than what a lousy job he, he has done. So um, th- we might hear about it, but probably only if Trump were the nominee on the Republican side in the general election. So I think Thursday is important from that standpoint. Some of my buddies are not expecting anything, and I understand why, because generally we never get anything out of this, <laughs> these hearings. They're usually just for show uh, rather than truth uh getting vehicles. They're they're more or less uh, grandstanding, both uh, Republicans and Democrats and many of these committees. So I understand why so many feel that way. And there's uh, certainly good reason to feel that way. But at the same time, uh, this will be the only opportunity that we'll see where Hillary actually will have to be asked these questions because the media is not going to do it. They're too friendly to her. And we know the other Democrat candidates are not going to ask it. And, And more than likely, Trump won't be the nominee. And I say that only because I keep believing that somehow while Trump is leading in the polls that he doesn't wear well, and that, that one of these other candidates, like a Marco Rubio eventually will will uh when it comes to voting that maybe people will look at somebody else. I could be wrong he's certainly leading. I can see him winning the nomination. I'm not one of those I said that from the beginning. I can see it's a it's an Arab celebrity that we live in, so I certainly can see Bar- i mean uh Donald Trump winning just like Barack Obama did as being a celebrity. And if he does win, he will go after Hillary Clinton on these issues. But I'm thinking he won't win the nomination, and therefore these issues won't really even come up in the general election, because we'll constantly hear about, well, the American people don't want to hear about this. They want to hear what you're going to do. And they, these aren't the issues the American people care about. We'll hear all that, as you know. So anyway, we'll come back. Brandy uh, Travis is going to join us here in just a, a moment. We'll talk about uh, the debate recently on the Democrat side and also the poll numbers that are out showing Hillary has a bigger lead now, and will Joe Biden get in? We'll discuss that. Brandy Travis is marketing director at uh, Predicted.com. It's an online political trading market and community, which uh, she'll tell you about as well. And we'll uh, we'll be back in just a moment here to uh, discuss this with uh, with Brandy. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: Live365.com is the home of iDug Radio, as well as hundreds of other stations. There's a way to listen to all of them on your computer or mobile device. Live365 has a VIP listener plan, which costs as little as $5.95 a month. Becoming a VIP listener would allow you to listen anytime you like. As a VIP member, you'll always have access, no matter the number of people we have listening at one time. You'll also be able to listen to much of the music played on iDug Radio, commercial-free, 24-7, as well as all the... The other radio selections. Live 365 is truly the future of radio, and it's at your fingertips. Click on one of our VIP banners should you choose to sign up. And thanks for listening to iDug Radio.
2: And welcome back. Thank you. And uh, iDug Radio and Blog Talk Radio as well. And we're going to be joined by Brandy Travis here. And um, meanwhile, of course, you can dial in. Some of you have called in in the past. 646-716-9091. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook as well at uh, IDUG Radio and uh, Book. It's uh, Facebook dot com backslash IDUG Radio. Brandy Travis, marketing director at Predicted.com dot com, is going to join us uh, to talk about all this. And uh, we're glad to have Brandy on with us. Brandy, thanks for coming on here today. Good to have you.
6: Oh, thanks for inviting me.
2: I wanna ask you about this uh, recent debate um with the with the Democrats. It seemed to me they disarmed, right? They 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 said okay the, the email system and uh and controversies off limits. Benghazi's off limits. Uh, we didn't hear really anything about foreign policy, and she after all was Secretary of State. Uh, is that the way you see it? Do you see that they just sort of disarmed? And so uh, maybe Thursday with the Benghazi hearing is the only time we're ever gonna see her question about this.
6: Right, yeah, I I don't think that they really got into uh, the weeds on a lot of the questions that they did and and a lot of the questions that they did on the Republican side.
2: Yeah, because after all, if if, if it doesn't come up from the media, they don't seem to be interested in asking. The Democrats are saying it's off limits, right? So the other candidates, probably their best uh, argument of why they should be elected versus uh, or nominated versus Hillary Clinton, that's off the table. Then the only way we're going to hear about it, unless Donald Trump, I guess, wins the Republican nomination, because he'll certainly bring it up. But I don't know the other guys will. Do you think they will?
6: I guess we'll see at the uh, Republican debate in Boulder on uh, next week.
2: Well, tell me what you think about the Democrat uh, debate, specifically in Hillary's uh, position, because is it do you think the hillary is is uh is someone there well we're just going to go with hillary or we really want joe biden to get in the race we went through some poll numbers from the the nbc wall street journal poll today what do you think
6: i mean it, this morning i think the uh the biden numbers i mean he's going to probably announce uh, sometime this week or that's what the speculations are and you know i think it's going to take away a lot of the a lot of the clinton votes Uh, For the Democratic and and for the Democratic side. So I think that, you know, right now, Hillary's probably a shoe in on the Democratic side. uh, But who knows what's going to happen after Biden gets in the race. But a lot of people are saying that the Democrats in the polls this morning were showing that I think it was 38 percent of Democrats don't want him to run.
2: Yeah, I think 30
6: percent do. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly so it's sort of uh and then there's a another third uh 30 percent who say they don't really have an opinion about it right i mean exactly. okay no opinion, then, yeah
6: that's sure. a big chunk, right
2: well, well now your website predicted.com obviously uh it's kind of like sort of the stock market and uh and whatever and and the, you know people have uh they pick on who they think's going to win and, and this and that what are what are you getting from uh what people are are putting their money down on at this point what do you think
6: yeah, so people definitely think that Hillary's going to be the Democratic nominee, and they have Biden behind <laughs> behind uh, Clinton, and of course he's not even announced. But they have Biden above Sanders, so there. I mean, I don't think that anyone really thinks that uh, that Sanders is going to be or that Sanders is going to be the Democratic nominee. Now, on the Republican side, you know, even though all of the polls are showing that Trump is you know, leading by double digits. Our market is showing Rubio ahead, and behind him is Bush. And Bush was in the lead for about forty weeks, and Rubio took him over about three to four weeks ago. And he's at forty percent right now for getting the Republican nomination.
2: Interesting, because you know people have asked me, "Well, who are you for?" Actually, I'm, I'm Rubio's a guy I'm, I plan to vote for. If Trump wins, though, I mean, I'm I'm all in. You know, for the nomination, because I, I feel like, uh, you know, I want the Republicans to win versus Democrats here. But uh, or, or somebody else. Uh, Cruz, Cruz has also been popular among a lot of people, you know, that that we talk to. But so you're you're seeing of people who are uh, playing this game and predicted that they generally they think Trump is going to fade out or something. Right. Uh, th- their money. Okay. Some- yeah. Yeah. He's he's pretty far behind.
6: He's in third right now, uh, but he's pretty far behind Bush. So well, what, it, what what predict it is? Is a it's a basically like a stock market for politics, and you can it's binary options. So it's, there's only a yes or a no, and you can put your money. You can buy shares in political futures. So for instance, the um, a question may be: Will Obama's approval rating be above 42% by Friday, according to Real Clear Politics? And you would buy yeses, or you would buy nos, and then you can post if you want to sell those you don't you think that's going to happen, or if you think that you can sell it at a profit, you can post those to sell and then someone could buy those from you, and then you can cash out once it's done
2: well it it's uh sounds like fun i think uh, uh what's your track record though I mean the people who are playing this game are they generally right about things or are they uh i mean I'm we sure have got- an,
6: yeah we have an eighty nine percent accuracy rate right now. And we launched a couple of days before midterms. And we have about anywhere from 4 to to 10 questions closed each week or markets closed each week. So we have a big pool. And right now, 89% accuracy rate. And we think that that will even go up once we get more traders actually trading on the site. and Because the the whole concept is wisdom of the crowd. So the more people we have trading – the more accurate it should be.
5: Well, uh,
6: traditionally, prediction markets are about seventy percent more accurate than polling.
2: Well, what kind of people are playing this uh, this market on Predicted dot com? I mean, uh, you got a, a certain demographic that actually is uh, defines this, uh, you know, entertaining.
6: It skews male, and the majority of our traders there's a big bulk between the ages of. Eighteen
2: and forty, any particular political persuasion uh tends to play this it's,
6: it's sweet. it goes back and forth when we first launched it was more heavily democrat, and now it's a little more heavily republican, but it it teeters right there in the middle.
2: I think it's interesting yeah that um you know the the people um a lot of people I know uh are they're in they're in agony they're in angst that Trump is <laughs> in the Republican uh, primary, uh, you know, or whether the polls or whatever. And uh, I mean, they, they're just beside themselves and, uh, and and think this has got to come to an end. And yet they're now, uh, even I saw Ed Rollins, I think it, uh, I say the other day, yeah, Trump can win the nomination. Here was a guy who was poo-pooing Trump at the beginning. So a lot of them are now saying, well, I can see it. I think Chris Wallace did too on Fox news Sunday. He said, I can, I can now see uh, a path where Trump actually wins the nomination where they could not before. But I think uh, it's somewhat comforting uh, on your website for those who have been really concerned about this because you, they don't see the people uh, that are trading these shares about these candidates, they don't see Trump winning.
6: Right, exactly. So, And that's the thing, you know, that's the thing about prediction markets. We're so, it's so early in the cycle. The polling numbers are, it's so hard to use those right now. And it's really different. We don't see ourselves as replacing polling, but we see it as adding a different value. Because with polling, you're calling someone. They may be in the middle of dinner, and you're going to them, and you're asking them, at this moment, what do you want to happen? Whereas with prediction markets, they're actually reaching out to the site. They're going through the process of signing up and putting their money behind who they think, what they think is actually going to happen. And it doesn't matter what they want to happen. It's what they think is going to happen ultimately. And that's yeah, a very different question.
2: To, yeah, we're talking to Brandy Travis, uh, marketing director of predicted.com, and we'll post the link for you on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, what about, did, did you ask the question, maybe you've said this already, and I may have missed it, but did you ask the question about Joe Biden getting in? Are anybody buying Joe Biden shares mm. at this point? Oh, yeah,
6: absolutely. It was our it's our to traded question right now. And right now, he's at a 64% likelihood of him announcing.
2: <laughs> well, and then, uh, uh, but people are wondering when he'll get in. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to look at this uh, this Benghazi sort of testimony this week. If Hillary doesn't do well, then maybe he gets in. If, if, if Hillary does very well, because the only time she's really going to be asked about all these things, if she does well, then she's sort of gotten by. Right then, he maybe he wouldn't get in, but uh, your people think he's getting in either way. Perhaps is that kind of the way you read it?
6: Well, it's down. It's down. His shares went down nine cents this week. It's a heavily traded market, but ultimately (laughs) they do think that he will run.
2: All right, this is interesting. Uh, Predicted.com. Now tell me again exactly how this works, so people who may want to play this game. Uh, on the internet, uh, you, you go in. You you actually you spend money, right? You buy shares. You and do. Tell me how it works. Okay.
6: You sign up, and you have to be an American citizen. You have to be a voter, and the minimum amount to put in is only ten dollars. So it's small money markets, and you can only have eight hundred and fifty dollars per market. So they're just small dollar investments, and you can buy shares in political futures. And some of the questions are on the elections. Some of them are on political issues, bills, votes, and some are on international elections, and some are on Supreme Court decisions. So there's a wide variety of markets that we have on there, and some close weekly and some some are longer-term markets.
2: All right, so it's basically a game for fun, right? But I guess there, you can you sell these share. I guess you make a little bit on it, but it, it's basically for for fun for people who are into politics and uh, and yeah, it it's canceled. a
6: smart and it's a smart you know sort of game for people who care about and know about events and they you know they want to flex their political knowledge and brag to their friends about you know what they got right and what they didn't get right. <laughs>
2: I think it's a great idea and when we get uh, uh we're we're back on uh, sort of terrestrial radio we'll have you on uh you know one of the stations and, and talk about this so more people can hear about it. But I I, I certainly invite people to go to predicted.com dot and, com and check it out. And uh and so sixty five percent think Joe Biden's gonna get in and right now Donald Trump is a no for the people who are trading shares on predicted dot com and and right now Rubio is the a choice of on favorite, right? Uh, it, as you see it for the gotcha. Republican All right. Well, they think like I do. So
0: um,
2: I totally agree. Brandy, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. And we'll talk to you again.
6: Thanks for having me.
2: You bet. Brandy Travis, Marketing Director at Predicted.com, an online political trading market and community. You can find it at uh, www.predicted.com. And again, we'll post that for you in just uh, a little while on our Facebook and also our Twitter page. And uh, we'll continue our discussion, too, here as we go to uh, the top of the hour, uh, 646-716-9091. If you'd like to be on with us, 646-716-9091. Uh, I find that interesting because, um, you know, despite where the media is and where a lot of people are about, uh, you know, the the campaign, uh, especially on the Republican side, where Trump has been dominating not only the um uh, the airwaves, but he's been dominating all the discussion. He sucked the air, as they would say, of the oxygen out of the the Republican primary uh, discussion. And and since that's happened, uh, I think it's interesting that that people who follow politics very closely, who play this game at Predicted.com, don't necessarily think that Trump is going to win this thing. And even some establishment types are starting to believe that Trump has got a way or a pathway to, to winning this nomination where they had originally poo pooed the idea and said, no way could he possibly win and this and that. But now they, uh, you know, they, they sort of changed their tune about it. And I think that's interesting in itself because uh, when you, uh, when you put together this whole discussion about who's going to win, they come up with Rubio with well, this is kind of reflecting of the polls, except uh, there was no Ben Carson. I should have asked about Ben Carson in there. There was, you know, Ben Carson is uh, second choice of a lot of people, according to the NBC Wall Street Journal poll, in their uh, in their uh, pick of who they would go for with the uh, the Republican nomination. Uh, Listen
1: every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern for The Morning Drive with Doug Kellett. Doug will look at the current news and events of the day and talk with newsmakers for their insight. You can also call in and participate during the show. For more information, check out the broadcast schedule of iDug Radio at idugradio onecom Follow Doug on Facebook and Twitter and be a part of the station. iDug Radio is the way radio should be.
4: Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more.
5: If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. The Morning Drive with Doug Kellett.
0: Well, I-
2: All right. Welcome back. Uh, just a couple of more minutes here. Um, remind you, too, that uh, you can always follow me on Twitter. My Twitter feed is at iDougRadio and uh, Facebook is Facebook.com backslash iDougRadio. Neil McCabe will be on with us tomorrow from the One America News Network. Interesting uh, Benghazi documentary they've got uh, coming up tomorrow night. Um, sort of a set the stage uh, for the, uh, the testimony on Thursday by... Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State, candidate for president. We'll discuss that with Neil on the show tomorrow. And then uh Facebook, of course, I told you you can find me there, and iDugradio at dot com is my email address where you can um contact me as well. And then um you can listen to iDug Radio twenty four seven uh at idugradio Radio One, that's the number one, iDugradio one dot com, and my website, easy to remember too. It's just iDugradio.com where I've got links to Numerous stories. We've got. We'll have the uh, the archived version of this program up shortly. And also, you can find it at Blog Talk Radio anytime. It's archived there, Blog Talk Radio. And you just uh, type in your search engine at Blog Talk Radio. I dug Radio, and you'll find it. And then um, we'll uh, also have up there uh, the uh, player where you can listen to. Um, Doug Radio 24-7. So just simply go to my website, iDoug Radio. Thanks to Doug Rand for being on with us early in the program, former speechwriter in the Bush administration for the Secretary of Labor. Talk about uh, some of the issues of the day. And Randy uh, dot PredictIt.com. Check that out, PredictIt.com, your latest sort of uh, political game of what's going on in politics. Meanwhile, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock sharp. We'll uh, talk to you right here, uh, and we'll see you then on iDoug Radio.